We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it's October 26th, it is 2023. We're here to talk week eight NFL small basketball slate. So we're going to focus on football on here on Thursday's podcast. Joined as always for the football podcast by Keith Eister, Eyes 819. Keith, week seven in the books. We talked about how ugly it was potentially going to be on the podcast last week. And then we kind of got excited about the slate, but um, I wish I wouldn't have got excited about it. I, I had a terrible week seven I'm ready for week eight. Yeah, week seven wasn't great for me either. Um, I was in danger of losing a bunch of money, but luckily a Chiefs late, the last play of the game, basically in the Chiefs game, I had Chiefs defense in cash. I was bordering on the cash line and that interception pushed me over. So cash worked out for me. Uh, tournaments, I didn't have really anything close. I had one Mahomes stack that was making some noise. Um, Mahomes, Kelsey, obviously smashed. Uh, I was way underweight on Kelsey, but I did have one team that, that did okay. Other than that, it was a pretty much a wash for me in tournaments, but luckily cash got there. So basically a break-even week for me. Definitely ready to move on to week eight. Um, we've got NBA going on as well, which we were talking about a little, little bit pre-show. Uh, Triple J, massive chalk failing. Mobley massive chalk failing so tough night in uh, the first big slate of NBA but that that's exciting as well yeah excited NBA is back um yeah obviously we got NBA teams going um we'll we'll I mean we'll probably sweat that a little bit but week seven I uh, all week I debated all week I debated on Cooper Cup or Travis Kelsey I made the wrong decision um yeah so that 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 kind of and keenan allen i had i was way overweight on both of them and that's why why i didn't have many tournament teams that were were even close no so i mean i had a two for two or two v two all week and it was cooper cup and mayor at the tight end um and it was kelsey and i think it was like janu um like so that was my two v two and like mayor and cup combined for like 10 fantasy points and 
Travis Kelsey had a gazillion. So it didn't even matter what John New Smith did because um, that 2v2, I, I got that one wrong. And I mean, like, looking back on it, like, the situation for Mayer, we, we really liked it. And, like, Cooper Cup having two catches, okay, moving on. Like, that's right. not going to happen again next week. So um, I'm not too concerned about that. Cleveland defense in a 39-38 game smashed. What a game. 39-38 Cleveland and Indianapolis. <laughs> like, wild. Um, Jordan Love made the Denver defense look good. I, I tilted that. that was Sam up. Howell and the Washington Commanders made the Giants defense look good. I tilted that. We all know how much Robinson Jr. I liked last week. So, um, listen, it happens. We move on, and um, we get into – Week eight, 13 games, by weeks, by week off, <laughs> no London games, um, a lot to talk about, a lot to get through. We're going to jump right in and get started here. We got, oh, what's up, YouTube? Thank you guys for all hanging out with us. I almost um, forgot the chat was over there and people are saying, what's up? So what's up, Easy, Richie, Paul, um, Gene, Gene Roy, Gene Sebastian Roy, did I say it right? All right, Keith, um, if you want to hang out with us on YouTube, always feel free. Um, YouTube, Rotor Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page, subscribe, turn on notifications, and that way you'll know when we're live almost always around 10 o'clock on the East Coast. Rams-Cowboys is where we get started. 45 total in this game. Cowboys, a six-and-a-half point favorite. Right off the bat, Keith, we can we could talk about this situation. <laughs> um, we all kind of thought, like, Zach Evans would get some work early in the week when we did the podcast last week. You talked about like if Henderson got activated, that's something that we needed to note. He got activated. He got the carries. <laughs> I mean, um, Puka had a, a, a the Cooper Cup game that we were kind of hoping for. He had 12 car- targets. He had like 150 yards. Um, honestly, like Stafford just didn't look great. Um, it was one of his... One of his not like great games on the season, um, back-to-back games where Stafford hasn't looked fantastic. What do you like here for the Rams? Yeah, the, the running back situation continues to be a mess. Um, I, I said they they had signed Darrell Henderson off the street like two days or the day before we did the podcast, I think. But he's been in this offense. He's been with McVay. Thought there was a pretty good chance he would get some run. By the time Sunday rolled around, it, it was pretty evident that Henderson and Freeman were going to be the go-to backs. And I just that neither of them are very good. They're super cheap again this week, but tough matchup against Dallas. Don't think I can get there. Um, like Henderson basically like he scored a touchdown last week and he wasn't even in the player pool. Um, I played a, a pinch of Royce Freeman. He was actually on that Mahomes team I was mentioning, which unfortunate that that's where it laid i i only had had like five percent of him on in the entire week but neither one are very talented running backs tough matchup against dallas don't think i'm going there it's all going back to cooper cup and and puka nakua he's not going anywhere um without cooper cup he was smashing we talked about how we thought he'd still have a pretty big role when when cup came back and he's just a, a really talented receiver that that can get open he makes contested catches i think that you have to have some interest here um, Stafford has taken a step back, so I probably don't do the Stafford stacks against a tough Dallas defense. I know they're dealing with some injuries, but still, still feel they're a, an above average defense. Parsons coming off the edge is just a problem for any offense. Rams offensive line, not great. Um, it's, it's really just cup and Nakua. I'm, it's not going to be a, a huge target for me this week. 
yeah, like I don't know if like Cooper Cup is even like a top ten wide receiver for me this week. When you're like considering price and like I know that sounds crazy because like Cooper Cup is just usually automatic. Um, but I feel like this matchup just stinks. I feel like this is a spot we are really concerned about Dallas getting to the quarterback, Stafford getting hit a lot, this this offensive line struggling against this Dallas front. Like Dallas pressures the quarterback second best in the NFL. And Stafford is already a guy that is running for his life back there. Um, so I feel like this is a really, really tough spot for Stafford. And I don't want to touch the running back situation here. Dallas run defense is phenomenal. Pass defense is really good too. So like Cooper Cup at 9K, um, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm going to fade him, but I, I mean, Puka at $1,100 more getting the same kind of role. I mean, even the game against Arizona, he had seven targets in that game. He just didn't have like the numbers, um, but like his season overall has been fine. He's actually has a, a little bit higher target share than Cooper cup over those three games span. So what do we, or it's really close. I don't know if it's over it, but it's really close. So, I mean, taking, taking some shots on Puka, a cheaper price tag on like, cd runbacks something along those lines pollard runbacks because i mean it's a 13 game slate we could be somewhat picky i mean i have a i have a little bit of interest in like the dallas defense in this game because i mean i really do think they're gonna get to stafford and we're gonna see you know one two three stacks early and i mean that that always opens up interceptions and touchdowns so um i kind of have interest in the dallas d let's talk about the cowboys I mean, if you're playing Dallas D, I don't mind pairing them with um, Pollard. Pollard really hasn't had like a stellar game yet this year. I mean, he's had some games over like 17, 18 fantasy points, but he hasn't had that like 30 fantasy point game. Uh, If they're ahead, I think they run the ball with Pollard. Keith, if they're behind, he doesn't come off the field. So he has that like upside of catching the ball. So like safety wise, I think his safety net is is really solid. Um, Floor is really solid for DFS. I think CD Lamb at 7,600, we know his ceiling is really high. So, like, this price tag is somewhat fair. But, I mean, I don't love this game overall. Yeah, I'm, I'm not enthused with this game either. Um, Pollard just – he hasn't shown the same burst. Like, when he was playing behind Zeke, he looked amazing. Like, he could be potentially one of the best backs in the league. And, like, we have not seen that from him now that he's stepped into this lead role. Um, efficiency has been a bit of a concern. The role is still really nice, though. He's playable. Definitely not a top target for me, though. I I actually prefer him in in games where Dallas is behind and throwing the ball a ton. I think that's where his upside comes from. Um, C.D. Lamb is my favorite play here. He's appropriately priced. He's He hasn't received a, a ton of targets as much as we would like to see from him. Um, he did have a 100-yard game last week, but no touchdown. The Rams defense has actually been better than anybody thought it was going to be. So I just, this not one of my favorite games here. I think Ferguson is in play at tight end if you want to look for a cheap tight end. Um, 3,600 has had a couple of nice weeks, kind of fell off the last two as well. But 3,600, I'm, I'm always willing to take shots at these 3K tight ends where, where one touchdown is really all I'm searching for. Yeah. I mean, for me, on on Ferguson just in general it's it's like he's playing a ton of snaps he's just not getting a ton of targets so I'm I'm concerned about that um I will like Travis Kelsey is facing Denver like that is 
<laughs> just a primo spot. Andrews is facing Arizona. Like this might be a week. And like Kittle has Cincinnati, depending on like the injuries with like San Francisco. So like I, I don't know. Tight end, this might be a week that we just kind of say, hey, we might need to pay up at tight end. Um because I mean I think the tight end position just overall this week is just absolutely loaded. It, it's just so good this week. All right, moving on. We got New England visiting my Dolphins. Disappointing Dolphins. 47 total in this game. Miami, a nine and a half point favorite in this one. Uh, it's down to 46 and a half. Miami's still nine and a half. Um, Keith, talk to me here about the Patriots. Not much to like here. Um, <laughs> I mean, Mac Jones is just not getting it done for this team. Ramondre Stevenson has not been effective. Um, more as a pass catcher than anything else, I would say. He's still really cheap. So if you want to try to, if, if Stevenson finds the end zone and, and catches six balls again, you might be able to play him 5,400 Kendrick Bourne has really been the story, but it looks like Juju is going to play again now this week. Um, so a little bit concerned that he cuts into Bourne's target share. Bourne is still 4,700. I played quite a bit of him the last two weeks and it worked out really well. Um, but with Juju coming back, I am a little concerned, um, that he cuts into his role a little bit. We saw Demario Douglas have a decent game. It's just like, they're all really cheap, but there's nothing to get excited about here on this Patriots offense. Um, they're probably going to be trailing depending on who plays for Miami. But even if, even if Tyreek and, uh, Mostert sit, I still think New England is going to struggle here. Um, just not an, ex- not an offense to get excited about is, is really the only thing. I think you could take shots on Stevenson in tournaments just because like five to eight targets, four to seven catches is like something that's doable. Um, He's, he's 5,400. So, I mean like the price tag on DK uh, makes a lot of sense for, for Stevenson. Like if he scores a touchdown and he gets six catches, I mean the yards at that point are just bonus. So um, at this price point, I don't mind Bourne. I will say, like, this wide receiver court just instantly got healthy, right? Douglas is playing now. Thornton got activated off the IR. He was out there playing the last couple weeks. Um, I mean, they they have way too many mouths to feed. I think, like, if you're playing anybody that's Bourne, I don't love it. If Hunter Henry ends up missing this game, he's dealing with an ankle injury. Punt tight end play with Gasecki, I don't think is the craziest idea. Going back into Miami here, um, facing his old team. He had six targets and five catches in week two against this team. So, and then, like, as far as like, we, we keep talking about like how bad the Miami run defense is. Like, they got crushed week one um, against the Chargers. They allowed, I think it was like 235 yards or something. They haven't allowed over 110 rushing yards after that, like, since that game. So, like, the numbers are a little skewed for the Dolphins for the Chargers game in game one. So, that run defense has been playing a little bit better. Just something to note. Like, Miami's defense is getting healthier. I have some slight interest in the Dolphins' defense in this game. Um, 3800 is a steep price tag. But, I mean, it's, it's Mac not... Jones. Yeah, it's Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Dolphins' side of this game, you kind of already mentioned it. Um, Raheem Mosert is dealing with an ankle injury um, he sustained last week. Tyreek and Waddle both banged up. Tyreek dealing with a hip injury. Waddle dealing with, I think it was a lower back injury. I Everything I've read, I expect 
this this whole all three of these guys to play. Um, I mean, we could potentially see them not play, but it sounds like Tyreek will play. It sounds like Waddle will play. I think if anything. I think it's Mozart who is like the actual like questionable, questionable. But um, I mean, I, I really I think Tyreek's gonna be fine. So, the, so I did see, uh, and I was completely focused on NBA news most most of the day, and I saw this tweet in passing. But there was something that said Tyreek was was actually questionable. It wasn't like a veteran rest day or anything. Um, so definitely worth monitoring. But if you have a good read, like I know you're a Dolphins fan, you pay super close attention to the team, so. Glad to hear that. I, I was pretty concerned for Tyreek this week. The Dolphins have been very cautious with their veterans um, during practice during the week. And I mean, when you go full speed all the time, you have to be cautious every once in a while. So, um, I mean, it's we're recording on Wednesday night. If I had to guess right now, I think Tyreek plays. I think Waddle plays. I am worried the most about Raheem Mostert playing. Um, and I mean, I think honestly, that's probably the bigger news here. Cause I mean, that's the guy that I definitely have some interest in if he's good to go. If he's not good to go, I mean, Wilson came back. He only played 15% of the snaps. I think he would step into the lead back role. If Mostert sits though, I don't think they want to run Ahmed out there as like the lead back. So that's where it becomes a little interesting because like how much would Wilson really play coming off of the IR? Um, what are your thoughts on the Dolphins just in general here? Yeah, I mean, Mostert missing would be a huge deal because Ahmed is 4,600 and Wilson is, is 4,500. I, I like your take there that Wilson would kind of operate as the first and second down back and get the majority of the carries. Ahmed would stay in that that more of like the passing down role, which he's, which he's excelled in, frankly. Um, I think you'd want that type of role more in, in a trailing game script. And I just don't see that any way that new England keeps up with them. Even if they were missing multiple stars in this game, Miami's still clearly the better team than new England. So Wilson at 4,500 would be extremely interesting. I'm, I'm interested in most at 7,700 just because we've seen the ceiling. Um, I think he, he doesn't catch much ownership at that price. New England is, is still a perceived tough defense, but they haven't been, anything to be afraid of this season. So Mostert is interesting if he plays. If he does not, Wilson is extremely interesting at a very cheap price tag. The wide receivers, if they play, you just got to keep playing these guys. We like we know that Hill has has he's shown off the immense ceiling. Waddle has not quite shown off the ceiling yet, but we know it's in there. Um I know he's dealing with injuries. It's still like he's going to pop off one of these weeks. It's impossible for him not to in this just the, the best offense in the NFL. Let's let's just call it what it is. Um, so much upside. Seventy five hundred is, is an expensive tag, but not one that I'm scared of. I w- I definitely want some waddle too. And it might sound like we're lukewarm on the Dolphins. We're not. I mean, they have the highest implied total. The injuries kind of have us like hesitant a little bit. But if the Dolphins are a full go here, you play the Dolphins. I mean, you just you keep doing it. I mean, Tua's worst game this year outside of the Philadelphia game was week two in New England. Um, So, I mean, that is obviously a little concerning. But I just – I feel like looking at this team overall, we're going to see them excel in any matchup. Um, So just kind of watch the injuries. I mean, I I think the Dolphins are going to put up points. Watch the injuries. Moving on, we got Minnesota at Green Bay. The worst team in the NFL, Green Bay Packers, 42 and a half total. 
in this game, yeah, I'm still a little tilted. Minnesota, one and a half point favorite. Um, I mean, this is the opposite of two two opposites, right? Like Minnesota coming off a huge game. Um, I mean, they beat San Francisco on Monday Night Football. There was a fin- fantastic game yeah. by Kirk Cousins. I think he completed like 78% of his passes, threw for 300 plus yards. It was like a classic Kirk Cousins reminds us that he's good at football game um, against a really good defense. And it's just like, in oh. prime time too, which In is something time. we never see. <laughs> I know, Captain Kurt. Um, let's go Minnesota first here. You know, when we're looking at Green Bay, their defense has really struggled this year against the run. They've really struggled against the pass. Like, I mean, outdoor Kurt Cousins always worries me a little bit. Um, but I mean, Madison has a good price tag at fifty six hundred. I think that he might be someone that gets some ownership, and then. Jordan Addison is coming off of a monster game, Monday night football game. So his price has not, he has not got that increase for that, that role um, increase. Um, He's got to be like one of the chalkiest plays on the slate. Yeah. Addison was absolutely on his way to smashing. He left that game for several minutes, um, ended up coming back and he did play in the fourth quarter. Um, But that catch it, at the end of the half or whatever, where he just basically took it away from the, the San Francisco defender and then ran it in for the touchdown, uh, 10 targets. Like we knew someone was going to have to step up in Jefferson's af- absence. Yep. We knew that Addison was the far more talented receiver when considering guys like KJ Osborne. So definitely love Addison in this spot. Hawkinson um, is, is getting all the targets. I think you just, you have to keep going back there. You mentioned Kelsey's spot. I think I'm if I'm when I'm paying up and Andrews as well for that matter. Um, Hawkinson I think gets left out, but 12 targets last week. Don't sleep on him. This dude has a massive ceiling without J- Justin Jefferson. So very interested in Hawkinson as well. Um, the running back situation. I think Cam Akers is taking over this backfield. Madison just has not been efficient. Um, Akers is getting more and more run. It might not be this week against Green Bay, but like it's just too much of a split for me to have a ton of interest here. Um, especially if Madison's gonna gonna catch ownership. I just I have no interest there. I don't think he's very good. Um, Green Bay's defense has been okay. I think I'd rather play um Akers than I would would Madison at this point. I still think like okay, looking back last week, Madison had eight carries, Akers had ten carries. Um it was just a really tough matchup for San Francisco. Um, Madison ran a ton of routes. He had only three targets. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I still, I still prefer Madison, like looking at like snap counts and like matchup. And I think like, I still think Madison is the first guy, but yeah, Addison Osborne, even like a a guy like Brandon Powell, I think is interesting here at 3,200. I like the passing game. I know Hawkinson's dealing with a uh, foot injury. We'll have to kind of pay attention to that. Um, he was definitely hobbled on Monday night, but cause if he's out, if, if Hawkinson sits in this game, like you, you could easily double stack Minnesota guys um, with or without cousins. <laughs> like you could play. Uh, yeah. Addison. Oliver would be super interesting if, yeah. if Hawkinson is out. Like he, he is talented. He's an awesome blocker. So he doesn't run a ton of routes, but if, if Hawkinson were out, man, there'd be a ton of opportunities available. Yeah. I think so, he plays though. He, he came back into that game. Um, I, I imagine he suits up for this one. The tight end slate, man. Um, just phenomenal. Let's talk green Bay. 
I'm not allowed to talk about the Packers. Um, <laughs> I confessed my love for Christian Watson last week, and um, I don't even know what to think, man. The knee injury last week, um, it was it wasn't even like it was like really late in the game, and so it didn't really affect like his production. It was just a weird game. Only Green Bay can make the Denver defense look good. Um, I, Jordan Love ended up okay. Like, he didn't kill you. He put up, I think, like 16 fantasy points. He was really cheap. What are we doing with this Packers offense? I mean, we expect Minnesota to score here. Like, we expect Green Bay to be trailing in this game. Minnesota's defense is like a middle-of-the-road defense. What are we doing with the Packers? I, I hate, hate to say it, but I think you have to go right back to Watson. Um, like the big, the blowout game is coming. Like he's going to blow up for a hundred yards and two touchdowns very soon. Um, I know he had Aaron Rodgers last year, but he's just too talented not to, if he can get past the injury woes. Um, I, I still believe in the, the talent of Christian Watson. Jordan Love didn't have a great, great game last week, but this is a good spot here against Minnesota. They're a bit of a pass funnel. I, I was on a bunch of Aaron Jones as well last week that like, he just wasn't healthy. You could see like he was on a timeshare, like very much on a pitch count. Um, he was over on the sideline, stretching his hamstring. I'm like, Oh no. Like as soon as I saw that, I was like, this, this was not a great play. Um, so I probably need to see a full healthy game from Aaron Jones before I go back to him. Not, not a great match. Like the Minnesota Rundy has actually been pretty decent this year. So I think I can leave him on the shelf, but I do have some interest in the passing game here. The, the spread in this one, I was surprised. Like, Green Bay opened his favorites. Um, it's been bet towards the Minnesota side. But I was surprised to see Green Bay favored in this game. Um, I, I'm with you. I think they're, they're going to be behind here. So it's pass catchers that I'm looking at. Watson is my favorite. Um, Reed is really cheap. Like, I don't, I don't mind that. He doesn't have the role, obviously, that he had when Watson was out. But I still think he's a talented guy who's – the number three, maybe number four behind Dobbs option in this this offense. Um, and then Musgrave at tight end, I think you, you just keep playing him as well. Um, so he's still cheap. Hasn't had a, a huge game yet, but there's there's opportunity there. I could see him, him going off at any point too. I don't think he plays. Like I, He left the game with that ankle injury. Um, that's one to watch this week. It was late in the game. Uh, I think it was like in the fourth quarter when Musgrave left, so it wasn't like it affected his production. I mean, obviously could have been in there for a touchdown, but watch that news on Musgrave. I don't think I'd play like Kraft or any of these other tight ends. Um, I just no, think that I would neither. It would bump up guys like um, Reed and Dobbs a little bit more um, if Musgrave were to sit. And like, if I was going to play running back, it'd be AJ Dillon. Uh, and like, <laughs> I don't think you need to. Um, yeah. I mean, that I just, AJ Dillon's like ceiling, um, I still don't think is enough. Like Stevenson's the same price, like through games that we've gone through already. I would easily rank Stevenson over a guy like AJ Dillon. Unless Jones gets ruled out, then it becomes like maybe we could take some shots on Dillon as like a, a lead back guy at, you know, 5,100. But I still prefer the, I, th- I prefer the pass catchers here. Dude, Watson crushed me last week. I'm going to go back to the well. Um, I'm with you. you I, I'm just going to play so much Addison. I know I'm going to play so much Addison. Like, <laughs> that I, I know I'm going to pair him with Watson. I'm going to have some Dobbs, and I'll probably even have some Reed um, if Musgrave sits. I'll play some Musgrave if he plays, though. All right, Houston at Carolina is where we go next. 43 and a half total here. 
Houston, a three point favorite. This game's kind of juicy. Um, you yeah. know, rookie quarterbacks coming off of buys, both of them. Um, go to Houston first. I, <laughs> I already, I already, um, I already dabbled in the Pickham streets with Damian Pierce this week, Keith. Um, he's oh, 5,300. No. <laughs> he's really, really cheap. Carolina is one of the worst run defenses in the league. Um, I like Damian Pierce in this game. I have a ton of interest in Nico Collins and Tank Dell. Um, I think CJ Stroud is somewhat interesting in this game as well. But Carolina is still the worst run defense in the football. They allow the second most rushing yards per game. This is a terrible run defense. If there was ever a week for like Damian Pierce to have like 100 yards rushing and two touchdowns, this is the week. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, the efficiency has been absolutely brutal for Damian Pierce, but he he is really cheap. Like Compare him to A.J. Dillon, who we just talked about. I definitely take Pierce. I think it's a little closer with Ramondre just because he has some, so much more of a pass – passing down role. Um, he can get there with receptions where you definitely need Pierce to either get the hundred yard bonus, which is probably unlikely, or you need a couple of touchdowns, which is, is certainly in play here against Carolina. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's just the efficiency has been so bad, but it is, it is as good of a matchup as you can ask for. So I, I definitely get it. I think the more exciting thing is, is the passing game here. Um, CJ Stroud continues to play really well he gets his top two weapons back in, in Nico Collins and, and tank Dell, which they've played awesome this season. Uh, Schultz filled in okay for them while they were out. They didn't have much without those two guys, but um, I, they're, they're just underpriced. I think for their upside, we've seen CJ Stroud have 300 yard passing games. Yeah. Um, we've seen Nico Collins have double digit targets. Uh, we've seen tank Dell pay off it. At a, at a really cheap price, he's he's now priced where he needs to do a little bit more. But I don't know. It it seems like with those two guys back, it should be pretty pretty concentrated again. They're clearly ahead of Robert Woods when they're healthy, in my opinion, and they were ahead of Dalton Schultz when they were healthy as well. So um, I I kind of like the Stroud Collins Dell double stack. I, I think there's enough upside here against this Carolina team where where that that can get you there. I think Dalton Schultz is an interesting um, cheaper tight end. You know, we talked about a lot of um, expensive tight ends. I think Schultz is like playable here. Um, you did mention like Dell coming back off the um, bye week. Robert Woods is banged up. Um, it couldn't have come at a better time for him. Bye week wise, he's dealing with a foot injury. He missed practice on Wednesday. If he were to sit, I expect Noah Brown to kind of slide into that like wide receiver three role. Um, I still, I think if if Wood sits, it probably benefits Schultz the most, um, in my opinion. So um, those short little like inside passes. But yeah, I love Nico and Dell. Um, they they just didn't price these guys up. Um, Yeezy said it in chat. They never priced up Collins or Dell. Like they didn't. Like they went on a bye week and it messed up the algorithm. <laughs> we we get to take advantage of it. So the question is like. How much how much Adam Thielen is too much Adam Thielen? Um, <laughs> like I'm not stopping. Uh like I've played this guy every week um after week two. I didn't believe like after week one, I was like, ah, week two, I was like, all right, I like it. And then I've played him every week since, and I'm not gonna stop now. Um he's two thousand dollars too cheap if he continues to get, you know, 13 targets a game. I was going to ask you, what what's the price when we stop pl- playing Adam Thielen? You mentioned Puka Nakua had the Cooper Cup game. Adam Thielen is straight up putting up Cooper Cup numbers at this point. Yeah. He's he's had double-digit targets in three of the last four, caught 11 
balls in the la- in three of the last four games. Um, he's scoring touchdowns at an incredible rate. 6,600 is way too cheap for this role. I expect Carolina to be trailing again, as I do in probably every game this, this season. And Thielen is very obviously the number one option in this offense. It's, it's not even close. Um, 6,600 is too cheap for this role. Houston looks like a legitimately decent team and Carolina looks like the worst team in the NFL, regardless of what green Bay did last week. Um, Carolina is actually the worst team in the NFL. Adam Thielen is just going to get fed when they fall behind. So we just keep playing him. I think if he, I think if he gets to like 8k, that's when we like are like, all right, it's Adam Thielen. He's 8k. It's rookie quarterback. Um, but I mean, how it, okay. We, we look at this and we're like, all right, was week two a fluke? Was week three a fluke? All right. He did it again in week four. <laughs> he did it again in week five and he did it again in week six. So like, I, I don't know. Like we, we talk about all the time, how like young quarterbacks get comfortable with somebody. Well, I mean, yeah. this young quarterback is very, very comfortable with Adam Thielen. Um, it gave Adam Thielen a week off, like as far as like a buy, I mean, just, it's so hard to say like, 6,600 for a guy that's put up 30 fantasy points in three of the last four games is not worth it. I mean, he's just, this game should be a, a great game script for him too. I mean, I think Houston gets up in this game. I'm with you. So um, right back to the well for me on Adam Thielen outside of him though. Like I don't have really any interest in Sanders here. I, I like the price tag. He's super cheap. I don't really like this spot for Hayden Hurst. Like tremble has been involved enough where I don't think I want to play Hurst. So like, it's stealing, and I think in large field tournaments, you, you could take a shot on like a Mingo or a Chark, but like Thielen is just like eating up so much usage in this passing game that it's just like, how do you really play anybody else? Yeah, I think the only guy I would consider outside of Thielen is Chark, and that's just because of the big playability. Um, he could really speed up the game. So if you have a Stroud stack, I think I think Shark is the one that would make sense as the run back. So in chat, easy. How owned do we think um, Thielen will be? Our projected ownership, like early projected ownership, has him as the third highest owned wide receiver on the slate. Yeah, make, makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like it comes in lower than we expect. I, I really do, because yeah, like because everyone looks at, like it's a thirty-year-old wide receiver. Nobody yeah. wants to do that. Um, and like we've seen him drop off a cliff since Jester Jefferson's arrival in Minnesota. Like nobody likes to click Adam Thielen, but you and I have been talking about it for weeks. We're just going to keep doing it. Right. I am. I mean, I don't see a reason not to. And like, if he burns me, he burns me at this point. Like I'm so far ahead on like Adam Thielen dollars. Like uh, it's just, how do you, how do you look at this role and say, he's not worth this price point. I mean, that's, that's what I just keep coming back to when it comes to um, Adam Thielen. And honestly, there's just there's young guys around him like Mingo and Marshall. They're they're talented. They're very very talented. Like Jonathan Mingo is really talented. Like it's just he's not the 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 connection there with Bryce Young is not there yet. And like a bye week might help. Um, but I mean, I think Adam Thielen is the guy. Atlanta at Tennessee. We have some ugly games, and this is one of them. 36 and a half total. It's oh, it's 35 and a half now. Atlanta, two and a half point favorite. Um, Tannehill does not sound like he's gonna play this week. He got hurt. Um last was it last week or a week before? It was a it's like a yeah, last week. Last week. No, yeah. like 
No, it was week before because it was they were in a bye last week. So yeah, you're right. he got you're hurt, right. and then the bye week, and he's still not ready with the ankle. Um, yeah, who knows? We'll talk about Tennessee in a minute. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons, Bijan Robinson. Woof. What the heck? Was... I mean, um, no mention whatsoever by any beat writer, anything about Bijan Robinson being sick, coming out and um one rush attempt, no targets, didn't see the field. Um, just sick. I mean, we saw a lot of Patterson, we saw a lot of Algier. Drake London continued to kind of do his thing. Um, I think like even in a low total game, Drake London at 5,100, I think is still playable here. Um, I think this game stinks. I really do. Uh, like I don't have a ton of interest in this game. Um, I mean, the tight ends are still getting targets, but I don't really have a ton of interest. I don't think this is a fast paced game. The running back situation, maybe we take shots on Bijan because he's 6k and like he burned the world last year or last week. Um, the price point is fine. Like, I mean, maybe he, he wasn't even on the injury. Oh, anyway, what are your thoughts on the Falcons? Yeah, this is an ugly game for sure. Uh, with the quarterback situation on the other side, you think Atlanta's playing from ahead here? I mean, if we get Malik Willis, Atlanta's playing from ahead here, right? Like, I think it's going to be, they, they've said that like it's going to be kind of like, I, I think Willis is expected and Levis to might split. Yeah, Willis is expected to start, and if he struggles, Levis might play. Um, but <laughs> they're both disaster. they're they're going to play both of these guys. I feel like I don't know. Um, I feel like on Sunday we're going to get Levis is starting, and he's going to play a majority of the snaps for what it's worth. Yeah, it, we'll see what happens with the the Tennessee side of this, but um, Atlanta side, I'm I'm with you. It's London that I'm really the most interested in. I feel like. Atlanta plays from ahead here, but Tennessee is still a very good run defense. And it's such a split backfield now. If they're up 10 points, I don't think they're just turning around and handing to BJ B. John Robinson. Like Algier is definitely going to be involved. I expect Cordero Patterson is is going to be involved a little bit. It's there's like just too many mouths to feed in this backfield, which is just so brutal because I believe that B. John Robinson is one of the most talented runners in the NFL. I just, I don't trust the role right now. So even in a game, I think they can pull away and, and win comfortably. I don't have a ton of interest. Um, yeah. London at 5,100, I think it's still fine. You could talk me into some, some Kyle Pitts and Johnny Smith, even um, like both of them have a, a very solid role. They're still in the three K's. Um, just not a ton of excitement here on this game at all. This game stinks. I mean, it's going to be a slow-paced game. Both teams are going to try to run the ball against good run defenses. Like, just not – don't get too excited about this one. So, it'll probably be like 35 to 32. Um, <laughs> but I, I re, I'd i be shocked if this game goes over even 35 and a half. Uh, Tennessee side, like, we obviously – I mean, Hopkins, his target share is phenomenal. He's 5.5K. But, like – there's been reports that they like alternate series between these guys. Yeah. Like how do you get in rhythm at, even as a wide receiver with two guys kind of rotating at quarterback? I think this is a terrible situation for everybody involved for Tennessee. If anything, Derrick Henry on FanDuel where like touchdowns are dependent, but like I am probably going to fade Tennessee and I'll probably play a little Atlanta defense here. Yeah, I think Atlanta defense is is definitely a great play. Um, 
I, I don't have any interest in Henry. I don't have any interest in Hopkins. Um, the, I just I don't trust either one of these quarterbacks. Even if Tannehill was playing, I wouldn't love the spot for them. But if it's Malik Willis and or Will Levis behind center, I just there's no chance I can touch this Tennessee offense. I would I would play some Hopkins if Tannehill was playing at 5500. Uh, but I mean, I'm not. I don't it just. Unless we see a lot of change in this situation, it's just a situation I want to stay away from. If they do announce like um, Levis is going to start and he's going to play a majority of the snaps, you could play some some Hopkins. He's just too cheap. Atlanta pass defense is kind of where you want to attack. Um, So I I think that that's where I would take shots is like if Levis is going to be the guy, I would take shots. But I mean, I don't know. Willis... I was I was just going to ask you if you had any interest in Willis because you I think you play him as a run back on Atlanta stuff more than you do like you certainly don't need to stack him because of his you're rushing playing, ability yeah yeah you're playing him basically as a running back and he's forty seven hundred we'd have interest in in a running back at forty seven hundred fifty yards on a touchdown on the ground would not surprise me at all regardless of how bad he is at throwing the football but I mean we tried this so many times last year I feel like I don't know. Um, was it last year or the year before? I can't remember, but yeah, he got a couple of starts last year, I think. It wasn't fun. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I struggle. I just struggle with this game as a whole. Um, maybe some like the alternating quarterback thing, like it just I don't want anything to do with that. I, I just I don't want anything to do with that. <sighs> New York, Jets and Giants. 36 and a half total. Jets a three-point favorite. One of my favorite plays on the entire slate is Brees Hall. I love this spot for Brees Hall. Like, we're seeing a different Jets team. Like, this team's not giving up just because Aaron Rodgers is out. A lot of injuries for the Giants. I think Brees Hall has a Denver type of game. 150-plus and a touchdown. I think he's going to have a monster game. I think he's one of the top running back plays on the slate. Yeah, I, I love that call. Um, I'm I'm right there with you. He's still way too cheap. Like this dude is is an explosive player. Um, before his injury, it looked like he was on his way to being one of the best backs in the NFL. We've seen him break off plenty of big runs. I don't think he's all the way back yet completely, but love the matchup, love the talent. Um, he's on his way to being completely back. This is a smash spot for Brees. I'm I'm completely with you. I always love Garrett Wilson as well. Um, like Zach Wilson will just lock onto him. We saw 12 targets last week, so I can certainly play some some Garrett Wilson as well. I, I do prefer Brees. Um, I'm not stacking anything here, but those two individual plays I, I do like quite a bit. Yeah, I, I think Garrett Wilson is a great call too, but the good thing about Brees Hall as well is like they're coming off of a bye. So like coming off of a bye, fresh legs again. Um, and like... They told us that the gloves were off again, you know, right before that Denver game, and he had 22 carries. The Philadelphia game, yeah. they couldn't get anything going on the running side, which is yeah. I, I mean, Philadelphia just... is one of the best run defenses in the NFL, so that right that makes sense. But he still had five catches and a touchdown, like so he still put up 20 fantasy points in one of the tough tougher matchups. Like, I think Brees Hall is a 68 to 7400 dollars running back, and this is the last week we're going to get him under 6K. So take yep. advantage of it. Uh, easy spot though, because I, I I'm with you. Um, outside of Wilson and Hall, nothing for me. Um, the Giants side of this game, injury wise, Jones has not. 
um, been cleared for contact yet, right? Um, from what I read, so like he's questionable again. Barkley's dealing with like an elbow injury. It definitely sounds like a veteran rest, like practice rest day for him on Wednesday. So we'll see how that kind of progresses through the week. One of the most frustrating things last week um, was Robinson only getting two targets um, after an eight-target game against Buffalo. What are your thoughts here on the Giants? Yeah, it's tough against this defense. Um, Saquon is priced up again. Um, if he, if we were getting a discount on Saquon, I would have some interest. Just there's there's passing game role. We know that, but I don't think he can have a ton of success on the ground here against a really stout Jets defense. Um, the wide receivers, I have almost no interest in. We saw Jalen Hyatt, Hyatt continue to to see his role grow, um, but just taking downfield shots against this Jets defense, I don't think they can have a ton of success here. So Wandale's still the play for me. I think they try to get him back more involved in this spot. Um, going to be dependent upon the ownership. I'm still concerned about the ceiling. I I what didn't play much of him last week just because he was going to be popular, and I don't think there's a ton of ceiling here with the way he – all of his targets come around the line of scrimmage. So unless he breaks off a big play, um, it, it's going to be difficult for him to, to get even 20 DraftKings points, which is – I mean, 15 probably is useful. 20 is really what you're hoping for. Um, I don't see it happening in this spot much. Waller has seen his role come back a little bit the last couple of weeks. So 5,200 for Waller, I think is okay. Definitely not one of my top tight end plays of the week though. Just it's a tough matchup here against the jets is, is basically what I have to say about the giants. I think Waller and Tyrod Taylor have a, a really good connection. Um, I think even if Daniel Jones, whoever plays, I think Waller is interesting. Um, you don't want to mess with sauce on the outside. So, I mean, Waller, yeah. like the Jets, we've been talking about it. Like the Jets have struggled a little bit against tight ends. So, like, maybe if you're playing some Hall and you want to run it back with a Giants player, maybe Waller is the option. Like, he's not as expensive as some of the other tight ends. And, like, he does have a decent ceiling. All right, moving on. We got Saints and Colts, 43.5 total. Um, New Orleans, a one-and-a-half point favorite. Everything I've thought about the Colts going into last week is just out the window. I don't know what to think about this defense anymore. Um, what are we doing with the Saints here in this matchup indoors against the Colts? Yeah, I mean, it's Chris Olave for me. Um, like, I don't know what to think about the Colts' defense either. We saw <laughs> – PJ Walker played decent against them. Um, Kamara has had an awesome role as well. I think those are the two that I'm I'm looking at. I have no interest in Derek Carr. I just I don't see the upside. I know he's thrown for 300 yards the last couple of games, but I don't know. I like I just I can't get behind playing Derek Carr. I feel like I can just get <laughs> the big plays with Olave and and call it a day. I can get the volume with Kamara and call it a day. I don't I don't need to play Derek Carr, but. Kamara and Olave, I can certainly get behind. Um, Michael Thomas is fine. The, the price is still dirt cheap on him. Um, seven targets again last week. Like He still continues to get targets. You just know they're going to be short targets, and it's going to take him 10 or so to even get close to 100 yards. Um, he did score a touchdown finally, which is nice, but the ceiling on Thomas is limited, but the price is at a point where, where he is playable. But Olave and Kamara are the place for me here. I like Shahid as well. Yeah, I think I, good call. Yeah. large field tournament stuff. Shahid at three point nine k. 
he has that like big playability. Um, his upside is like a 50, 60 yard catch. So like, I, I like his ceiling. Like you're not playing a guy like Shahid for, for cash games or anything like that. You're not playing him as a floor play. You're playing him for that. Like one big touchdown add a few extra catches. He had eight targets last week against Jacksonville. His snaps are way up. Um, Taysom Hill is banged up right now. Johnson returned to practice limited on Wednesday. Um, they did say that they are hoping to have him back in this game. If Taysom Hill misses, I mean, maybe you could take some shots on Johnson, but I actually have a little bit of interest in Derek Carr and Minshew just in general in this game. Cheap quarterbacks stink this week, and we are we are captain cheap quarterbacks, but I mean, this is a really tough week not to pay up for like a Hertz or a Lamar or a Mahomes. Um because I think cheap tie, cheap quarterbacks just are not as good this week, um, initial research-wise. Uh, Colts, Gardner Minshew, best defense in the NFL. The Cleveland Browns, Gardner Minshew, 305 yards and two touchdowns, ran in two more touchdowns, 34 fantasy points. Keith, I'm so tilted. I've played Minshew every start this year. I'm like, there's no chance I'm playing against the Browns. The Browns were my highest on defense. They still had a good day. I Minshew mania went off last week, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, Pittman, we talked, I did talk about Pittman last week on the podcast and how we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, I was really interested in like his target role. He had one big play and that saved his day. He was he was not doing anything until that touchdown. Uh, Downs continues to be very involved with Minshew at quarterback. The thing that we have to remember about last week, Minshew threw the ball 23 times, 23 times. That's how efficient and how many big plays they had last week. Um, talk to me here about the Colts. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough situation. Um Another tough matchup here against the Saints D that's been been very good. But the, the targets are concentrated. I think that's that's extremely yeah. important here. Um, the downs roll has been quite a shock. Um, and he's been amazing with, with those targets. Um, he was a little bit of a short area guy to begin the season, but we're seeing him get stretched down the field a little bit. He's making some big plays now. So very interested in Josh Downs at 4,800. Pittman has the the massive target share it fell off a little bit last week but that that's part of a product of playing the Cleveland defense kind of a same a similar matchup here though so if you want to fade Pittman I'm I'm okay with that um and getting the cheaper price and downs 
the running back situation, like Zach Moss isn't going anywhere um, unless he happens to miss. I, he showed up on the injury report, but if, if Zach Moss misses, then I have a ton of interest in, in Jonathan Taylor. I don't care about the matchup at that point because the role should be incredible. Um, as long as Zach Moss is out there, though, they're just. It seems like they're going to continue to split. And how can you fault him after how how Zach Moss has looked? The dude has looked like a legitimately great running back this season. Um, Taylor's eventually going to take over this backfield if Moss plays. I don't necessarily think it's this week in another another tough matchup. I'll probably sprinkle him in just in case they like Moss is active and then um, either reaggravates an injury or just they decide that this is a week where Taylor's getting all the volume. But other than that, not, not a ton of volume. It's a sprinkle large field tournament play at, at best. Yeah. I mean, the, the snap count is a little bit favored to Taylor. It seems like, but I mean, rushing, they both had 18 rushing attempts last week. So I don't think you could touch the running back with both of them healthy. Um, unless there's some kind of report saying, Hey, Taylor is going to be the lead back this week kind of thing. Um, so we'll see. But I, I have interest in the passing attacks on both sides. Like both of these defenses are like pass funnels. And I, I think Downs could have a really big game. Like if you think about like Lattimore potentially shadowing Pittman, like Downs could have a monster game at 4,800. Um, and Granson is banged up right now. He's in the concussion protocol. So like a lot of potential here. Um, I don't think I want to play Ogletree for what it's worth. I think that like a Downs um, would be the guy. I don't think I want to play Pierce. Um, so potentially good game for offense. We'll see. Oh, Philadelphia at Washington. They're 43 and a half total here. Philadelphia six and a half point favorites. Uh, Jalen Hurts banged up against my Dolphins um, on Sunday Night Football. It sounds like he's going to be good to go. I, they, they, they're saying he's going to be good to go. So what are your thoughts here on the Eagles? Yeah, I mean, they're one of the best offenses in the NFL. I think you have to have interest. Um, Hertz should be fine, I think, in this one. Um, they're, like, I, I like the spot for the Eagles. Um, A.J. Brown is, is priced up. I think that's that's fine. Like We've seen the massive volume from him come back, 15 targets last week. He's been over, he's been double digit targets. That's his fourth time this season. So love the role for AJ Brown. Great spot. This, the perimeter Washington corners are, are garbage. I think that AJ Brown is one of the top wide receivers on the slate. It's how much I want to stack, like stacking Hertz and Brown is really expensive, especially when you consider that Kelsey is in a phenomenal spot. We're going to talk about him for sure. Like, do I have the salary to play Hertz and Brown is, is really the question here. Um, I'll have exposure to Brown. I'm not sure how much I get to Hertz. Obviously, with the rushing upside, he is always one of the top options on the slate. But just the way the slate breaks out, I'm not sure I can get there a ton. I think we have to talk about DeAndre Swift as well. Um, continues to be the lead back here. Philly should play from ahead for the entire game. Could, could see a massive role. Um, I like Swift at 6,300 quite a bit. Devontae Smith is in play. Dallas Goddard is in play. Neither of them will be guys that I'm targeting a ton um, in tournaments. Goddard's role has been really nice here the last couple of weeks. I I do want to mention that, but 4,600, I think I just find a way to get up to the top tier. Andrews and Kelsey are going to be my main target, so I probably don't end up with that much exposure to Goddard, Um, but the role has has increased here the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I think Goddard is fine at 4,600 if you're not getting up. Or if you're double tight end, this is definitely where you could get double tight end if you wanted to. Um, 
so I don't mind that situation. I I mean, yeah, I think like depending on how many teams you're building, like you're going to play some Hurts, you're going to play some AJ, and you're going to play some Devontae. This is a week where these like top three or four quarterbacks all have 30 plus point upside. Um, so it's hard not to have interest in those guys. The only thing I'll say about Swift, I, I like the spot a lot for him. Um, the touchdowns concern me. So I think like if you're playing DeAndre, it's it's probably more on DraftKings than it is on FanDuel. Um, like the, the touchdowns are the concern. Like Jalen Hurts is the goal line back. You know, they get yep. game well, you know, red zone touches as well. Swift has looked so efficient and he's, he's done, he's done such a great job out of the backfield, but I, I mean, just his touchdowns are going to what it's, it's what's killing his ceiling. Um, 18 points is fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but like, are you winning? Are you winning a GPP with 18 points from Swift? Probably not. Washington side. Hey, I can tell you who I'm not playing this week. Um, I'm not playing Rob Brian Robinson jr. Dude. I, so when we talked about this game last week and, and when I talked about Robinson Jr., I, I said on the podcast so many times, I thought like Washington was just going to control this game. They looked awful. They looked so incredibly terrible. I I don't want to go back to the well in Robinson. I think Terry McLaurin is one of the best tournament plays on the entire slate, though. Um, we know the Eagles can get beat on the outside. We know they're going to pass funnel. We know Washington's going to be trailing in this game. Terry McLaurin's 5,300. If Samuel doesn't play, you could double stack McLaurin Dotson with, with Hertz and play the unique quarterback double stack on the other side of the game. Um, what am, am I crazy here on the Washington side, Keith? What are your thoughts? No, I, I love that Hertz McLaurin Dotson call like that. Like I love doing that type of stuff. Like if Hertz throws for two touchdowns and runs for two, maybe he doesn't bring and Brown catches one of the touchdowns. Maybe Brown ends with 80 yards on the touchdown. He doesn't quite get there for 8K, but Hertz has four touchdowns. He smashes and then Philly is up big and McLaurin and Dotson are coming back on the other side. Nobody plays that way. Like they they pair their quarterback with one of his own pass catchers rather than the opponents. But when you have a unique situation with a guy with as much rush, rushing upside as Jalen Hurts has, that's exactly when you can do that. Love that call. Um, I think he could play Sam Howell in this spot too. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to take st- sacks. Um, but Philly's more than likely going to play from ahead here. We've seen Washington drop Howell back up to fifty times in games this this season. So if Cheap quarterbacks, I think Howell is in play. Um, like we don't love a ton of t- cheap quarterbacks, but there's upside here. We've seen him put up m- massive points when they're coming from behind in a couple of games. Um, the the it was actually against Philly earlier this year. No, it was against the Bears. The Bears is the game I'm thinking of when he just he put up like 20 fantasy points in the fourth quarter against the Bears. This Philly defense is obviously not nothing like the the Bears, but. I mean, if he's dropping back that much, it just raises his upside. So I do have some interest in how I love the McLaurin call. I'm completely with you there. Um, and then we'll see if Samuel sits. I think Dotson is very much in play. It gets it gets tougher if if Samuel plays. I think you can play him for sure. Um, but yeah, I have I have interest in the passing attack only here. Probably I want either Brown or Hertz on the other side, but I, I definitely want some exposure. Um. I think McLaurin's just too cheap. One of the reasons that I think you can get Lamar Andrews or you can get Kelsey this week is just like, there are a lot of underpriced wide receivers in my opinion. And I think McLaurin's on that list. Um, so 
All right, moving on to our final one o'clock game. We have a ton of one o'clock games this week. Um, I think there's nine of them. Jacksonville at Pittsburgh is where we go next. This game has a 41 and a half total. Jacksonville's a two and a half point favorite. Watch the weather here. I know um, there's been a little bit of mention of like potential weather in this game. Um, I'm going to pull up Ross report really quick. Just wins chance for rain. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll pay attention to it. Rain doesn't bother me as much. Let's go Jacksonville first. Um, I know ETN's expensive and I know you and I have been like, trying to fade this guy and be underweight on this guy lately. And it hasn't worked. Um, is this the week we play him and he stinks, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. how do you not, how do you not like this spot for ETN this week? Oh yes. I, we are on the same page, which is, is scary. <laughs> Darn it. I, I need you to hate him. Tell me yeah. you don't like him. <laughs> like, it's an incredible spot for him. I, I don't believe in Pittsburgh. I know that they're, they're playing well. They, they have a winning record. The spread is close, but I don't see this game as close. Jacksonville is just a much better team to me. Um, it's ETN is my favorite play in the game, and that's that's terrifying because I've I've faded him to no success <laughs> the last two weeks. So we're on the same page here. It's it's scary. He's priced up, but I think it's it's a fantastic spot. This Pittsburgh defense has not been the run run defense has not been good. Um, ETN has looked amazing. Uh, two touchdowns in each of the last three games. I feel like they just they feed him here. Um, they they get a lead in this game and they, and they feed him. He's game script proof. So if it goes bad, they're still an out. He has a passing game role. I love this spot for ETN. He's one of my favorite running backs on the entire slate. I think Christian Kirk is an awesome play as well. Um, Fifty nine hundred for a dude. You you can count just lock in six targets for him with upside for double digit. Like if the, if they fall behind in this game, Christian Kirk should get double digit targets. Um, if they're playing from ahead, he's he still has upside at 5,900. So love Kirk. Don't know what's happened to Calvin Ridley. We thought we had nailed this receiver situation week one, and it's gone completely downhill since then. Calvin Ridley just hasn't had a huge role here recently, so probably off him until we start seeing some more targets. Like Not only has his role diminished, but Zay Jones, who was running as the wide receiver too for the beginning of the season, has been out the last couple of weeks as well. And Ridley still can't get targets or, or put up any production. So I need to see it from Ridley before I go back there. Um, the, the Lawrence play, I'm not sure that I get to that. Uh, 6,200, I think is a very fair price. He's dealing with that, that injury that I think is potentially impacting him a little bit. Um, like we saw him still rush eight times against new Orleans. So he's probably okay. I just I don't know if I want to double stack him. I, I don't think he has quite the rushing upside where I want to single stack him. So I, I guess Kirk and Ingram would be the two stacking partners um, that I would go to if I was going to double stack Lawrence. But really, it's ETN's my favorite play by by a decent margin. I like Kirk a ton as well. Um, still still lukewarm on if I'm playing any Lawrence stacks. Yeah, the only reason I might get to some Lawrence stacks here is just because I do have interest in all three pass catchers. Right, Ingram I think is a potential mid-range tight end play. He has at least seven targets now in every game since week two. Um, so, I mean, like his role with whoever has been at wide receiver is like locked in right now. Um, Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley are both just too cheap in my opinion. So like, I mean, that's why I think we get exposure to Lawrence this week. I mean, I prefer Kirk with you, but I mean, I feel like there's just like, 
Calvin Ridley blow up game is just incoming. Like it's just going to happen again. Like it's just, it's coming. Um, I think overall ETN, my favorite play, if I'm not playing ETN, I don't mind getting exposure to this pass offense because I mean, in our brains, we want to think Pittsburgh Steelers defense good, but like the numbers this year for Pittsburgh Steelers defense are not good. Um, so I, I mean, we have to kind of adjust to like what we're seeing this year instead of like years, years and years and years of the Steelers defense just being good. Uh, Pittsburgh offense. Um, Deontay Johnson returned last week. He had six targets. Uh, it's good to see him back. And I mean, Pickens still had eight targets. And Pickens um, had like, I think he had over 100 yards receiving as well. I mean, pairing pairing either Pickens or Johnson with one of the Jacksonville guys, I think is fine. Um, with Firemuth on the IR, I don't think I want to play Connor Hayward. I just prefer taking one of these wide receivers. If I was going to play a running back, it'd probably be Jalen Warren. I don't think the 13-game uh, slate Warren necessarily has the ceiling we're looking for. Yeah, I, same thoughts. Uh, it's Pickens and, and Deontay for me. Um, I do like Pickens' price tag at 5,600 quite a bit. Johnson is fine at 5K as well. Um, in a game we expect him to be trailing, he could see a ton of targets. So uh, Deontay at, at 5K, perfectly fine. Pickens, the big play upside. Definitely like him. Not touching running backs. Like it's just, it's still a split backfield. I'm not sure either one of these guys is good. Uh, I'm not sure Kenny Pickett is good either. So um, I, I feel like Jacksonville leads in this game pretty, pretty handily. And I just want run backs here. And it's uh, Pickens and, and Deontay Johnson. Yeah. And like, it's not like the Jacksonville defense is bad either. Um, you know, they're, they're a really solid defense. You could, potentially take some shots on Jacksonville defense with like ETN stacks here if you really wanted to because like ETN just doesn't come off the field so <sighs> Keith I mean we have interest in Johnson and Pickens do we have any interest in Pickett at 4900 or do you think we just save the money with the wide receivers and pay up at quarterback yeah I think we we just play the wide receivers I don't see um, Johnson and Pickens getting there together which is what you would need for Pickett to kind of get there as well I could I could just see one of the wide receivers, whether it's Deontay catching 10 passes or Pickens a long touchdown, like the wide receivers can get there and, and Pickett can still have a mediocre game. Pickett throws three touchdowns, all three to those two guys. I mean, I think a double stack could work in that scenario, but I, I think that's asking for a lot of things to happen. Um, so yeah. just the, the 4,900 price tag was the, you know, like cheap quarterback stink this week. <laughs> I mean, they're just not good. <laughs> Oh, you know how much I love cheap quarterbacks. It's like punting catchers. Cleveland at Seattle. Speaking of cheap quarterbacks, uh, 38 and a half total in this game. Seattle, a three and a half point favorite. Um, sounds like PJ Walker is going to play quarterback again this week. I know like Watson is dealing with like all these tests and stuff. We like the matchup. Seattle's defense, um, not great. They've gotten a little bit better. Like they're progressing a little bit. Um, four doubtful. Broke off a huge, like, 69-yard run and then, like, proceeded to have five more yards the rest of the game uh, last week in that matchup against the Colts. So, like, if you played him, he got there. Hunt is banged up. Um, he's dealing with, like, a thigh injury. If Ford sits and Hunt plays, do we have interest in Hunt is my first question. Amari Cooper at 6,200 seems a little priced up now. Um, what are we doing with, like, I mean, Najoku's hurt. Like, what are we doing with Cleveland here? 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ford is is sitting this one out. Um, yeah, he's diagnosed it. Yeah, I mean, high ankle sprains, that's not usually a, a one-week thing. Um, I think you have to have a little bit of interest in Kareem Hunt. We know he has ability out of the backfield. Um, I, Cleveland's defense is good enough to keep him in this game, especially just Geno Smith, a guy, another guy that crushed me last week. We'll talk about him in a second. Um, Cleveland's defense can keep him in this game, I think. If it's probably PJ Walker again, and I just don't feel comfortable playing receivers attached to PJ Washington, uh, PJ Walker. So I don't, I'm struggling with this one. I'm, I'm not that scared of the Seattle defense, um, but I just don't have a ton of faith in this Cleveland offense. Hunt is the about the only guy that I feel comfortable with just because of his role. I feel like he's game script proof if Ford is out. I, I don't think um, any like strong was came on at the end there and took some some carries late in the game. But I think Hunt very clearly runs as the lead back, and I think he's the pass-catching back as well. Um, so Kareem Hunt is is about the only play I'm interested in. Elijah Moore, I guess, is worth mentioning. Um, and Njoku's always in play too. But again, tight end is, is pretty strong this week, especially at the top end. Um, Elijah Moore, just, I don't know, we just keep waiting on this guy. Haven't seen it a ton, but as a run back, I think he's fine just because he, he could catch six or seven balls if if they get behind. I think he's a good pivot off Cooper. Cooper's 6,200, Moore's 4,100. You save the 2,100, um, and you run back a Seattle, like Lockett or Metcalf or however you're – like, I, I know what happened last week with the Colts, but, like, Cleveland's still, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion, the best defense in football. So – I mean, it's it's one of those games where maybe you play a little cream hunt. Maybe you just play Cleveland's defense and just stay away from this game. Like you don't have to pair him with a running back. Like can Hunt can Hunt carry a full workload with the with the thigh injury that he's been dealing with for a couple weeks? Like I think that's a legit question. So you know, if Strong gets ten carries and Hunt gets eighteen carries and doesn't score as a chalkier running back, I mean, I think there's ways to just say, Hey, I'm going to play Cleveland defense. I think this is going to be a, a low scoring, slow paced game. And I'm going to bet on some sacks. I'm going to bet on Gino throwing the ball a little bit against this defense. But um, yeah, for me, it's Elijah Moore. It's the Cleveland defense and it's not a lot else. Um, I just don't have a ton of interest. And like, I don't honestly, I don't have a ton of interest in Seattle. Like Walker's banged up. Um, Charmaine is banged up. Metcalf practiced fully, but like Cleveland has been phenomenal against wide receivers this season. I know what happened last week, like Downs and Pittman, but I mean, this is a really, really good defense. Yeah, I mean, completely agree. Well, what do you have thoughts on Seattle? You play in Seattle? <laughs> Sorry, I was a little distracted. Could you tell? Uh... No, you, you weren't distracted. You're not talking <laughs> to the projections team about basketball anymore. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So Geno Smith was just like he played okay in the in the first half. He turned into a pumpkin or something in the second half. He had an awful second half. I believe he scored negative fantasy points in the second half. He had a fumble he, and, and an interception. Like it, it just it was brutal. He was crazy. I had a ton man. of him. Oh, yep. It, it, it was very difficult, but this matchup here is a completely different story. Cleveland's been, been awesome. Like you were saying, um, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I can go back there after getting burned so badly by him last week. 
probably not doing any any stacks. I think he's a guy you want to double stack, and I just don't see the upside against an elite Cleveland defense. So um, I can play Metcalf or or Lockett as one offs like by themselves, but I don't think I want to want to use Geno as a stacking partner. Um, running back situation, if, if Charbonnet comes back, like the, the upside on Walker is capped as well. Um, it's a tough spot for Seattle here against Cleveland. I will say if Lockett sits, like if, if Lockett is out with the hamstring injury, I think you could take shots on um, Jigba here at 4,300. I could see him using like be used in like the slot and stuff in this game and see seven to nine targets at 4,300. Um, so I, I think Jigba potentially in play. Just, I mean... At that price, like if Lockett sits, I think we both agree like Jigbo would be the guy that would kind of step into the Lockett role. Yeah, I mean, I I just built so heavy with JSN because I thought there was a chance Metcalf was going to play and everyone or was not going to play and everyone was going to say, oh, DK probably plays. That worked out really well. Like he looked awesome. Um, So even in a tough matchup, I, I agree. JSN still a little bit too cheap. Yeah, he's ridiculously talented. Yeah. Moving on, Cincinnati at San Francisco, 45 and a half total here. The 49ers, a five and a half point favorite. Um, this game's in San Francisco. Oh, it's down to 43 and a half. It opened at 45 and a half, down to 43 and a half. Let's talk Bengals first. Um, coming off of a bye week, it was a nice little run there. Um, they had some really solid like fantasy production games right there before the bye. Um, what are your thoughts here on Cincinnati? Yeah, I mean, this San Francisco defense has has been awesome, obviously. Um, Cincinnati, I, I still believe, is one of the best offenses in the NFL. They've been through their struggles this year. Obviously, Burrow was dealing with the calf thing to open the season. Um, they really started to take off there uh, for a couple weeks before the bye. So I, they're definitely playable in this spot. Um, how much exposure? Like, I, I don't know if I want to run out Burrow double stacks against a really good San Francisco defense, um, but I certainly have interest in Jamar Chase and his potential for a massive role at 8,100. I have interest in probably an underpriced T. Higgins at 5,900, getting healthy, coming off of, of the bye. Um, I, I think that's too cheap of a price for T. Higgins. We know he's he's an elite receiver when he's healthy. Has not been so far this season. Um, so the production is not there, but 5,900 for T Higgins. I don't care about the matchup. Like that's, that's too cheap. No interest in mixing. I, I just, I don't think he's good anymore. Um, tough match, just a brutal matchup here against San Francisco. Um, so I'm, I'm on the fence on how much burrow I'm getting kind of like the Hertz thing. I think I'd prefer Hertz in a back vacuum, even though he's significantly more expensive. Um, burrow at 6k is, is enticing, but I don't love the matchup and I'm not sure there's enough upside for him to carry two receivers with him, but Chase and Higgins very much in play. Yeah. I think Jamar Chase is fine. I think Higgins, like you said, you're just playing him at this price point, just hoping that he has a big game. Um, I'm with you on Mixon. Uh, I mean, they, they controlled a lot of that game right there before the buy. I think it was against um, Seattle and he still only had 12 carries. So, I mean, like they're just not going to give this guy the rock. <laughs> and I mean, opportunity is what you need at running back. 49ers, um, Purdy out of nowhere, concussion protocol Wednesday. Um, no one kind of saw that one. So he had concussion symptoms um, on the flight back, and they put him in concussion protocol. Um, I mean, 
Sam Darnold playing quarterback is what it sounds yeah, like. I don't think I don't think Purdy's playing. Like just being in the protocol this late in the week, like yeah. we have not seen anybody play in the from from the protocol in the same week. Like um it from the things I was seeing on Twitter, it happened on like one of their quarterback sneaks and he got yeah. he took a shot to the head. Um and he played horribly after that. So unfortunately they they let him back in the game after that play. Um, through two bad interceptions after that. He didn't look like himself is the like what I was getting from Twitter today and w- just watching the game. He didn't look like himself down the stretch. Like you thought no problem San Francisco's coming back to win this game and Purdy just made two really bad throws and yeah. threw away the game. So I don't think he plays in this spot. So Sam Darnold is, is probably what we're looking at here. 4,300 Sam Darnold. Um, I mean, you could do a lot worse at 4,300. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, did they just like, did they get this guy 30 touches in this game? I mean, that like the Cincinnati's run defense is bad. They allow the what, fourth most running rushing yards per game at 142. Um, I, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's not 100%, but dude, that man was gutting it out. Um, he's 9,200. We have some really good studs on this slate. Debo Samuel, um, he won't play in this week. They already said he won't play. I mean, it's really hard to trust Sam Darnold, but like Kittle is still 5,400. Ayuk is 7K now, which is a really tough price point. Thinking like Sam Darnold at quarterback, I think you could play Kittle. I don't want to not say that I'm not going to play some Sam Darnold just because I, I mean, quarterback, if you're not paying up for like one of those top end guys, like it's kind of tough, but you could play Sam Darnold with you could probably play him with Christian McCaffrey um, and just hope the production is through the air, like on dump offs and say, and Christian McCaffrey gets Sam Darnold there at 4,300. So I don't know. Um, I don't know what to think here on the 49er side of things. Yeah. I, I like, I trust Shanahan and I trust the offense. Um, Darnold is a capable NFL quarterback. I don't know that he's, like he's he had not some be... bad teams that like he was a part he of. Did. Yeah, I I think that Darnold like Darnold is no different than Minshew to me. Like they're like Darnold makes more mistakes. I would say um, Minshew's a little bit safer because he he tends to keep the ball over the middle and and like he plays it safer than Darnold does. I I suppose is the best way. Like Minshew has a better floor, but I feel like Darnold has some ceiling here. This Cincinnati defense, I'm I'm not afraid of them. Um, 4,300. I, th- I think I'm going to play some Darnold still definitely working my way through the slate and, and trying to figure out my exposures and everything, but I'm, I'm interested just because of the talented pass catchers he has around him. Um, Kittle, I think is, is very much in play. Ayuk is in play at, at 7k. Like, and the other thing is with a cheap quarterback, I don't think you even necessarily need to double stack. Um, like Darnold's probably not going to run for a ton of yards, but with his cheap price tag, if he just throws two touchdowns to either Ayuk or Kittle, like that that stack is fine, even if those are the only two touchdowns he throws. So Darnold, because of the price tag, is in play for me. Um, I definitely want some exposure to the Cincinnati wide receivers. I, I have interest in Burrow, but I might just save the money and go down to Darnold. I think you can play him with McCaffrey too. Like, like McCaffrey catching a, a pass out of the backfield for a touchdown is definitely not out of the question. So um, very interested in, in the pass catchers. I think think I probably only play one with Darnold because of ceiling related concerns. Um, but I, I am interested. 
I, I'm going to have to go back. I know they played together um, with the Panthers. Um, I'm just curious. Like, we had so many. Sure. Yeah. yeah, just we had so many, like, games where Christian McCaffrey just was, like, the guy. And, I mean, with, with Devo out, I have a hard time not seeing that, like, type of production here. And, like, Sam Darnold just getting there by, like, dumping it off to McCaffrey. I mean, I'm looking. I was trying to, like, quickly. So... In 2001, when they were playing together for Carolina, I mean, Sam Darnold had one, two, three, four, five, six games inside the top 17 in fantasy points at quarterback. Um, I don't know. Out of, I think, 12. So, I don't know. Just the price is the thing. 4,300 for a quarterback is, like, really, really cheap. I mean, really, really cheap. So, Oh, Keith, Sam Darnold. I just, he's too cheap. He's just too cheap. Like I would love, I would have loved to open the slate and saw like Sam Darnold at like 5,500, not even like having that conversation, but 4,300 pairing him with like Christian McCaffrey. Like it's just the price. He's 4,300. If he throws for 200 yards and two touchdowns at 4,300, like if the rest of your team does its thing, man, like, and not, and that's not even saying like this guy, he has rushing upside. Like he has the rushing upside. He'll run the ball too. So like, I don't know. All right. I moving mean, on. He, he might be in play for cash. I, I, I think mean, so too. Because of the price tag. Yeah. The price. Um, I, we have so many cheap wide receivers this week. Don't get me wrong. Um, like if you want to go to like the cheap wide receiver route, I get it. Moving on. Kansas city at Denver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Hey, guess what? The Chiefs are not going to make the Broncos defense look good. <laughs> Kansas City's a seven and a half point favor here, 46 and a half total. They have the second highest implied team total on the slates. Um, Pacheco, Rice, Kelsey, Mahomes, MVS had a touchdown last week. Patrick Mahomes had 300 plus passing yards in the first half of the game against the Chargers. Let's talk Chiefs. What's not to like here about Kansas City outside of maybe Denver not keeping the game close? I mean, even if it's a blowout, I still think that the Chiefs are in play, especially um, like tertiary pieces like Rasheed Rice. You mentioned the the MVS touchdown. He's still thirty two hundred. Like you, just, he caught a forty six yard touchdown pass. Like that's what you need from MVS. You can probably sprinkle him in. Let's not bury the lead though. This is a supreme matchup for Travis Kelsey. <laughs> um, we saw him go absolutely nuts last week. I. I don't see any way that he doesn't do it again here this week. I did not have Kelsey last week, and that that's part of what what crushed me. It's hard not to play him coming off of that game into this matchup. Um, Denver has really been just destroyed by tight ends. Kelsey is the best that there is. 13 targets, 179 yards last week. Kelsey is the best play on the slate. Um, I love Pacheco as well. I think Kansas City plays with a lead he should get a, a little bit more volume um, than he did last week. Uh, we saw him like 16 to 20 touches for a few weeks there. So the, the volume was a little concerning last week, um, but Kelsey was just doing his thing. So they kind of just, they kept, they kept going with that. Mahomes was having an awesome game as well. I think you can go right back to Pacheco. This is a phenomenal matchup for Pacheco. Um, Let's see here. What else? Like, Hardman, we like maybe we should touch on that. Like, not I'm not I don't think I'm going there. He's going to be a gadget player at best. 
Um, That's what all the wide receivers are. <laughs> yeah, Tony. Tony's the same thing. Like, They're all the like same thing. and Tony. Give me Rice and give me. I think I'm on MVS now. Over like I know he just it, most of the time he's just going to run straight down the field and clear out the the field for the underneath stuff for Travis Kelsey is exactly what he does. Yep. He runs a nine route and clears out the field underneath so Travis Kelsey can can get 180 yards. Um, but if he catches that long touchdown, he's useful. So I, I do think that MBS is in play. Haven't seen enough from the other guys. It's it's Rasheed Rice would be the, the third option if you want one in the passing game. I just need to know if Taylor Swift's attending the game. Um, <laughs> is that was that the correlation? Yeah, I mean, Yeezy <laughs> nailed it. Is Taylor Swift in attendance? I mean, this guy's smashing with Taylor Swift up in the box. Him and him and Patrick Mahomes or tra- Taylor Swift and Patrick Mahomes' wife up there dancing. And <laughs> I mean, listen, good for them. Um, yeah, I hate the media around it, but good for them. If they're happy, <laughs> I'm happy for them. Pacheco, I think, is someone that's really interesting here. Um, I talked about last week about playing Pacheco and being different that way. <laughs> that didn't work out. Um, he didn't like he didn't necessarily have a bad game. Um, he didn't get anything going on the ground. It was just yeah, the volume, sh- yeah, yeah, the efficiency on the ground and the lack of volume. Like in a game that they were they were winning comfortably, I was surprised by the lack of volume. Uh, maybe it's just because he was struggling a little bit. I, th- I think he gets a lot more this week. They couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes. And like Ooh, yeah, that's... Andy Reid is going to let Patrick Mahomes keep throwing if he's throwing for 300 yards in the first half. Like, And that's just unfortunate for Pacheco, but that's how it is. I think Pacheco's in a great spot. Kelsey is a fantastic play. Um, Mahomes is a great play. Like That's, yeah, the handshake made me nauseous. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Denver, Denver side of this game. I mean, Kansas City defense has been solid. They're going to be trailing. Like this is a spot we love as far as like game script wise. I don't, I don't hate Russell Wilson this week. Just saying like, he's going to have to throw the ball 40 times kind of thing at 5,300 kind of goes back to, you know, do we prefer like Sam Darnold over Russell Wilson? Like kind of thing, you know, for a thousand dollars less. But uh, again, I think cheap quarterback is kind of rough. I think Wilson just, I mean, he just played against this team. It was an 8-19 to game. It was a rough game. I think this game's way different for what it's worth, and I I think that we're going to see a lot more production from the Kansas City side of this game, which is going to lead to Denver playing catch-up. I I mean, Sutton seems to be wide receiver one. He's 5,300 still. Again, another cheap wide receiver. Judy's getting his targets. I know we've read a lot about them like actively shopping this guy, Um, so... I think Sutton is the is my favorite play here. I really wish they'd get Mims involved, but until the Judy trade happens, if it does happen, I'm not touching Mims. I really think it's Sutton, and it's Sutton, and it's Sutton. Um, I think it's a really tough spot for, like, Williams. If I was going to play a running back, it'd be Williams and just hope maybe out of, the, like, the backfield catching and stuff. But I think Sutton's the run back here. Yeah, completely agree. Um, I'm. I was off the Mims stuff last week. I I played way too much win Mims, the first five six weeks of the season. Finally jumped off last week. Luckily, it, it did not burn me. I'm with you. We we cannot play him until Judy gets traded. Uh, Sutton very clearly the top wide receiver. Um, that and he's basically the only the only play I'm interested on in from the Denver side here. I don't think I'm playing Russ. I, I get he's cheap and he he runs the ball a little bit, but this Kansas City defense is no joke. I, I'm a firm believer that they have a legitimately good defense now. Um, I think I'm, I'm with you that Kansas City plays a much better game in this spot, even though it's in Denver this time. 
Um, Kelsey was banged up in that last matchup. He's kind of rolling now. Um, so like, I feel like Kansas city just, just rolls here. Just give me Sutton as a run back on the Kansas city stuff. That's, that's all I'm interested in. I'll play some Judy too, just cause I know I'm going to have plenty of Kelsey in this game. I know I'll have plenty of Pacheco as well. Like I'll, I'll mix in, I'll sprinkle in a little, um, Judy, but Sutton's my main run back here. Um, game script wise, it's really good game script. Like we really think the chiefs are going to, um, play better. Like they just Patrick Mahomes and like the whole chief offense in general struggled a little bit in the red zone in that Denver game. What, they had a ton of like field goals, right? If I remember yeah. correctly. So, all right. Um, moving on last game of the slate. We got Baltimore at Arizona 44 and a half total Baltimore, eight and a half point favorite here. Um, Kyler Murray practiced fully Wednesday. They are on the second week of his like um, 21 day window. We'll see. Um, I, I don't want to like say that he could potentially play. I think, you know, obviously um, I don't think we want to touch it too much, but Baltimore, um, we talked a lot about Lamar Jackson last week. He smashed. That was one of the things that we got right um, big time last week. He just absolutely smashed Detroit. Baltimore smashed Detroit. Baltimore exposed Detroit. <laughs> they played a phenomenal game. Lamar Jackson did his thing. Um, he didn't have to really do anything in the second half. Like he just played so well in the first half. I think it was what 30 something to zero or something at halftime. Um, Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson, talk to me here about Baltimore. Yeah, some of us might have bet Detroit money line in in that game, and uh, that, that that did not work out very. I wasn't well. going to bring um, it up, Keith. That, that one was real <laughs> dead right from the start. <laughs> Baltimore goes up twenty eight nothing, and it was it was ugly scenes for Detroit. But this Baltimore offense we know is is explosive. Um, it's an awesome matchup here against Arizona. Going right back to the Lamar, well, he's playing like an MVP candidate. Um, he is my favorite quarterback on the slate. Like he's just he's running a ton. Um, he has passing upside. Love this spot. Mark Andrews and and Zay Flowers are are very clearly the top two targets here as well. Flowers price still not coming up. Fifty six hundred is too cheap. We did see Bateman get involved a little bit more. Um, just he still only had three targets, but he was out there a little bit more. Aguilar caught a touchdown. I, I mentioned Aguilar was probably my second favorite wide receiver. Um, he didn't do anything besides that, but he, he still continues to get end zone targets. Um, what, for whatever reason, they just they trust him down there. Um, I don't think I'm going back to Odell. He he was more involved. He looked actually pretty good in that game, um, but it's still Zay Flowers for me. Um, it's it's Flowers and Andrews are still my favorite too. I think they're they're clearly ahead in talent. And that's where I'm going. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have a ton of ton of exposure to Baltimore. Trying to figure out what I'm doing with Odell and Bateman and Aguilar still, just because they're all under 4K still. But I, I know Flowers and Andrews I can trust. I'll, I'll play a ton of them with my Lamar stuff. Um, still, still torn on the the other wide receivers. So, I think if you're if you're a multi-injury person, whether it be you know, one team or like three inch max, 20 inch max, 150 inch max. However, like if you play multiple teams and you're high on Lamar and you're going to double stack him, I think that is where you potentially take a shot on like Beckham over flowers and just hope that like Beckham has the touchdown. Like it was his best game last week. That was his best game. Yeah. 
with Baltimore. Um, Makes sense he, at the price. Yeah, like he's just 3,800. Lamar is expensive now. Like we talked about Lamar being cheap last week at 7,600. He got a $500 price increase, probably still too cheap. I mean, if you're playing Andrews Lamar, it's an expensive stack. I think you could look at like Odell Beckham as like a third piece and just hope like one of the touchdowns, like eventually they're going to like reward Odell Beckham Jr. with a touchdown, right? Like they're going to design a play and they're going to get this guy a touchdown. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that's a thing, but it's a thing. Like there's no way it's not a thing. There's no way that Odell Beckham is not over there sitting in the locker room with Lamar Jackson going, (laughs) dude, I need a touchdown. Hook me up. I mean, so, he's not the type of guy to sit there silently. Yeah, we all know <laughs> that. But I think just his price, like, and I think Flowers is the better play. I'm not saying that I don't think Flowers is the better play. I think Flowers is the better play. But if Flowers gets five catches for 75 and doesn't score and Odell Beckham gets 50 yards again and four or five catches, but he scores the touchdown, he crushes Flowers because of the price. Um, so I think in double stacks, I think that's where you could potentially get um, Odell Beckham you know, exposure, uh, Arizona. <laughs> uh, I am going to, I'm going to suffer through the pain again of Hollywood Brown. No, I'm going to, um, just because like, I like Baltimore so much in this game. I'm going to play somebody from Arizona. Um, so <laughs> dude, I, I was so tilted Sunday when um they ran out D Mercado a, a lot in that game because I played a lot of him as like a trade play in week six and oh I was so mad. Um I'm over it now. Uh I'm not touching the running back situation. I don't trust it at all. If Dobbs is the quarterback, I will take some shots on Brown. I don't think this is a week I play Dobbs. I would prefer I think I really would prefer like Sam Darnold um to be honest at the cheaper price tag. I think this is a week we take shots on Brown and Wilson and more on like runbacks for our Baltimore stacks. Uh, we should note that Ertz went on the IR. So if there was ever a time to punt with Trey McBride, it would be this week. Um, but that would probably be like a smaller, like late afternoon type of slate. Oh, I, I am a little higher on, on McBride than that. I think he's in play here. I, I know we've talked about elite tight ends, but you're completely flipping a build when you pay down and punt tight end. McBride has had a role the last couple of weeks. It's It almost feels like he was passing Ertz anyway. Ertz being put on the IR, I think McBride is a very solid play at, at 2,800. I'm, I'm completely fine running him out in some main slate stuff. Um, the Marquise Brown, I, I'm I'm with you reluctantly. The role <laughs> is too good. It's it, so it, it painful. Like, but Dobbs just cannot hit him. Like Ugh. He cannot connect with him. But it is like seven targets again, not as good as the last three weeks, but the three weeks before that. We expect Baltimore to be playing from ahead here. I desperately want Arizona to be able to keep up and push Lamar. I think Baltimore is going to be my highest own offense of of the entire slate. So you know I'm going to have some some Arizona stuff. And Marquise Brown just makes a ton of sense. Um, I, I will have some McBride as well. I'll probably keep sprinkling in Michael Wilson. Um it, it's been a rough go here. I played played him in each of the last three weeks since his big game, and it hasn't worked out. But he's a talented guy. It just he doesn't have the greatest quarterback play. I will say, if Kyler Murray plays in this game, then I I have no 
qualms about playing these receivers. I feel much better um, about them being able to keep the game a little bit closer. But really, that's my only hesitation on the Baltimore stuff is can Arizona keep up and push them enough to where they don't just turn around and hand it off to Gus Edwards a bunch. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'll have some some Arizona runbacks for sure. Marquise, number one, probably, probably McBride, two, and then Wilson, three. I think Baltimore kind of showed us what their like gas pedal upside is, though. Like they they absolutely they smashed did. Detroit last week. Yeah, like, and they didn't let up till late in the third quarter at at least. Yeah, it was I twenty mean, nothing at halftime, and they kept on going in the third quarter. You're absolutely right. So I mean, listen, if I'm going to get production up to like thirty five points, yeah, you're not going to complain about that. I mean, that's that's a really good day. Five touchdowns. You just kind of hope that they are your guys. Um, contrarian Baltimore build I think is Edwards Baltimore defense for what it's worth um I think like that'd be like a 20 entry max or a 150 entry max like I'm gonna get a little contrarian type of build um because I I think Lamar is gonna carry a good amount of ownership especially coming off of last week yeah quarterback kind of stinks this week too so um as of right now we have Hertz and Lamar projected as the two highest owned quarterbacks and I, I think that makes a lot of sense Yep. All right. Morning grind game time. And then we'll get out of here. I know we ran long. It's 13 games. We do the best we can. Hopefully everyone enjoyed. Thank you. If you did. And if you didn't, thank you anyway for listening. We appreciate you. <laughs> uh, quarterback for 300 plus passing yards. Who do you got? I'm going back to CJ Stroud. I, I like this spot. It's a matchup of the top two picks in the draft. Carolina's defense is not going to offer much resistance. He gets his uh, a weapon that he's been re- very successful with in Tank Dell back. So I-, I like Stroud over 300. I'm going to go to Captain Kirk. Kirk Cousins for 300-plus yards this week. Um, I mean, Minnesota just seems comfortable throwing the ball even without Jefferson. 378 yards passing against San Francisco is just a phenomenal number. Low-owned running back for a touchdown. Again, it is Wednesday night we're recording this week, so ownership is going to change. Um, who do you got for a low-owned running back touchdown this week? I hope Travis Etienne. Stays I saw down that there. too. <laughs> <laughs> I I love this spot for Travis Etienne. Um, missed out on his last two games. I I'm on him this week. Hopefully, he pays us off again. I'm gonna go way off the board and go Damian Pierce. Um, I, I think this is a, a. I mean, you can't get better matchup wise than this matchup. So, I guess you can Denver, but I mean, quarterback, wide receiver, stack for a touchdown. Give me Hurts to AJ Brown. Just. So much connection there. Love it. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to keep it going. I'm going to go Bryce Young to Adam Thielen. Um, it's working. There's no reason not to look at it. <laughs> Let's keep it going. <laughs> uh, wide receiver for eight-plus targets. Who do you got? As you just said, uh, Adam Thielen <laughs> is the number one target in Carolina. Double-digit targets four times this, this season. I think they are trailing in this game, and he sees another 10-plus. I'm going to go to Alave. Um, I have a ton of interest in the Saints this week. I think, like, Derek Carr, unfortunately, I think he's a, a really solid play, and I think Chris Alave um, is going to have a big week. So give me Alave. He's had, you know, 25 targets over the last two games. Tight end for a touchdown, and you cannot even think about saying Travis Kelsey or Mark <laughs> Andrews. All right. Well, I'm still going high. TJ Hawkinson, I know he's questionable. He played through, uh, I think it was an ankle injury, um, came back into that game, but just a massive role without Justin Jefferson. Uh, like the spot against Green Bay. 
I like this a lot more if Robert Woods sits, but give me Dalton Schultz. Um, I mean, just a guy that has been very involved lately. He's a guy at 3,900 that, I mean, again, another guy that has 17 targets over the last two games going into a bye week. Um, I mean, definitely getting, getting some love from the young quarterback there. Defense, defense, 10 plus points. Who do you got for a defense this week? How do you not take a defense against Malik Willis slash Will <laughs> Levis? Give me the Falcons against the Titans. 2,900. Um, I mean, I am okay with it. I They're am gonna okay be with it. Chalk, chalk, but don't care. Uh, give me the Cleveland Browns. I Their their price is just too low again this week. Um, I mean, just one of my favorite defensive plays last week, going right back to the well on the Cleveland Browns. Against the spread, money line. We're going to the betting part of the show and the morning grind game. Who do you got for this week? Give me the Minnesota Vikings. Don't think the Packers are that great. Uh, Minnesota's been unlucky in one run or one one score games compared to their record setting performance last year. Even money against or near even money against the Packers seems like a misprice. Give me the Vikings. I'm going to take a three and a half point dog money line pick this week. And that is the oh, Cleveland maybe. Browns money line. I, I think they beat Seattle this week in Seattle. I think this defense is too good. And I know they have a ton of injuries, but I think the defense wins this game. Um, I, I just, I like the, I like the line. And if you like, if you're a person that likes points, take the three and a half. Like, I mean, a three and a half is really favorable. I think PJ Walker does enough to win this game. And I think Gino loses it. Over-under bet. Who do you got this week for an over-under bet? Give me Baltimore, Arizona over 44. Uh, Lamar Jackson just playing incredible. It's really a question of can Arizona keep up. Outside chance Kyler Murray plays. Would feel great about this if Kyler plays. Um, but Dobbs has shown an ability to to play okay at times. It's been a rough couple weeks for him, but hopefully he gets back on track. Baltimore, Arizona over 44. I like it. I am going to go the Saints and Colts over 43 and a half. I think this game has some potential. I think like Kamara is so good. Taylor is so good. Moss is so good. The receivers are good. It's really, it's whether or not like Carr and Minshew play well. And I think pass funneled offense or defenses help both of these quarterbacks. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to go to these guys this week. Uh, player prop. What do you got for us this week on the player prop? Travis Kelsey over 72 and a half <laughs> receiving yards. This is the best matchup that you can possibly ask for. Denver defense is brutal outside of Patrick Sertain. They're not putting Sertain on Kelsey, so he should smash yet again. You said it was over 73 and a half? 72 and a half. Yeah, that sounds so so low. Why does it sound so low? <laughs> um, I mean, I was looking at a couple... I think I'll go with my initial thought. I'm going to go ETN over 61 and a half rushing yards. Um, we're, we're on the ETN train this week. Bet 365 has this at minus 110. Our projections have this around 68 and a half yards rushing. And I mean, I ETN just not coming off the field. Like unless he gets hurt, he's been playing a ton of snaps. He gets a ton of rushing. And I mean, I, I'm just gonna take the over in this in this good matchup here. Let's go to the Pick'em Streets. What do you got for us in the Pick'em Streets this week, Keith? 
Well, I'm scrambling because I have Travis Etienne over 61 and a half <laughs> rushing yards. <laughs> but I will find you something else here real quick. Um, let me see. Ooh, I, I see a couple I like, actually. Uh, Jordan Addison still sitting at 57 and a half receiving yards on prize picks. He was crushing, missed even some time in that game last week. I think that's a little bit too low. I like Addison over 57 and a half quite a bit. All right. Well, I wrote down two. I'm going to give them both out because you didn't take it. I'm going to go Brees Hall more than 66 and a half rushing yards and Terry McLaurin more than 57 and a half receiving yards um, over there on prize picks. Nice little three pick here that we can do with Addison, McLaurin and Hall. And if you like the ETN and Kelsey picks, you can make a five pick over there on prize picks. They have all five of those up there as projections. Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, going to see how these NBA games finish up. I got a, a decent team in the 888 that's in the money right now with Russell Westbrook going. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, decent football slate here. We've got at least some good quarterbacks back on. We don't have to worry about the Geno Smiths. We can play some some Patrick Mahomes, some Jalen Hurts, some, some Lamar Jackson. Um, and maybe we can even spend down for some Sam Darnold. So interesting slate for sure. I think it's a week to pay up at court quarterback and i think it's a week to save some money at wide receiver um and not saying that like if you have the money for like tyreek and cup and aj brown and chase like i i'm not going to tell you not to play those guys i think there's a ton of plays in the 5k range at wide receiver this week and i think getting getting a mahomes kelsey getting a lamar andrews um just it's just phenomenal so we're gonna get out of here hope everyone has a fantastic thursday we'll be back tomorrow talking nba Have a good one. We'll see you then.